You are listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's October 23rd. Truth Decay, the diminishing role of facts and analysis in American public life, is the existential threat of our time, says RAND President and CEO Michael Rich. He penned a commentary this week in which he discusses this phenomenon. He explains how the civic disease of truth decay has led Americans to disengage, fueled distrust in democratic institutions, and enfeebled the U.S. response to the pandemic, climate change, domestic terrorism, and more. Fortunately, there are reasons to be optimistic. America has survived bouts with truth decay before, and none of the previous eras of truth decay ended without a renewed faith in objective analysis to guide public policy. Rand is doing its part to make sure that faith in facts is renewed yet again, says Rich. Quote, The standards we set for research that is transparent and clear, based on the best information and temperate in tone, are meant to ensure that the bluest of blue state Democrats and the reddest of red state Republicans can trust our findings equally. You can find Michael Rich's full commentary on the RAND blog. This week, the U.S. Justice Department announced an $8 billion settlement with Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma for the company's role in the opioid crisis. According to RAND experts, money from such a settlement could make a big difference in America's ongoing battle against opioids, which the CDC estimates contributed to more than 50,000 overdose deaths in 2019. But how settlement funds are used is critical. To do the most good, money should be spent in areas that research shows will substantially reduce deaths and improve lives. One way to immediately reduce overdose deaths is to make naloxone more widely available. Access to this highly effective opioid overdose reversal drug remains inadequate, especially in communities where there's been a dramatic increase in fentanyl-related overdoses. Fentanyl, in fact, is so potent that someone who has overdosed can require multiple sequential doses of naloxone. Funds could also help support needle exchange programs and supervised injection facilities, both of which have been shown to reduce injection drug use, overdoses, and transmission of infectious diseases, such as hepatitis C and HIV. Money is needed to provide effective treatment, too. For instance, it could be used to purchase treatment medications or to train physicians and other healthcare workers in addiction treatment. And finally, Opioid settlement funds could be invested in helping the mothers and children affected by the opioid crisis. From 2004 to 2014, the number of infants born with neonatal opioid withdrawal syndrome increased more than fivefold, and giving expecting moms clinically appropriate addiction treatment could save lives, keep families together, and in turn promote healthy social and emotional child development. Veterans often experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury long after their military service ends. These invisible wounds of war can have a significant negative impact on veterans and their families. High-quality care can help, but many veterans have difficulty accessing it. 
A new RAND study seeks to establish a universal definition of high-quality care for those suffering from symptoms of PTSD and traumatic brain injury. The authors identified four key elements of high-quality care. First, care should be centered on veterans. That means it's focused on addressing the unique needs, values, and preferences of veterans. Second, care should be both accessible and timely. Veterans shouldn't have to wait long to obtain the care they need, and programs should work to reduce or eliminate the geographic, financial, sociocultural, and other barriers that prevent veterans from getting the care they need. Third, care should be based on the best available research evidence and adhere to clinical practice guidelines. This starts with a comprehensive clinical and diagnostic assessment. For those experiencing PTSD symptoms, the evidence points to treating with trauma-focused psychotherapy. And for those with traumatic brain injury symptoms, scientific evidence supports the use of coordinated treatment from a team that includes neurology, physical therapy, neuropsychiatry, and other specialties. Fourth, and finally, care for invisible wounds should be monitored over time to better understand the clinical outcomes, guide treatment decisions, and to facilitate the coordination of care. Monitoring care is also important to help determine the effects of treatment on veterans' well-being, including their day-to-day functioning, relationships, and life satisfaction. Following these guidelines could help improve coordination among organizations that serve veterans and provide a model for more effective treatment. China and the United States are actively shoring up their diplomatic relationships in the Indo-Pacific and beyond. Rand's Derek Grossman breaks down how these two world powers are faring. Washington has done quite well, he says. It's deepened ties with Australia, Japan, the Philippines, South Korea, and Thailand. The U.S. has also made headway with India, upgraded its unofficial partnership with Taiwan, stepped-up engagement of Pacific Island countries, and is competitive throughout most of Southeast Asia. Plus, America's vision of a free and open Indo-Pacific has resonated with friendly Western European countries like France, Germany, and the UK. But what about China? According to Grossman, Beijing's, quote, belligerent tone, muscular foreign policy, and near-constant saber-rattling have won it no new friends. China maintains zero alliances, and its partnerships are mostly with pariah states that are unreliable, unimportant, or both. Take Russia, for example, China's most powerful friend. Although Beijing and Moscow have steadily enhanced their security cooperation, they remain deeply suspicious of one another. China also has partnerships with North Korea and Pakistan, but China gets minimal geostrategic value for the liability that is North Korea, and Pakistan offers no tangible benefits in China's competition against the U.S. It's clear that, compared to the United States, China's friends are certainly not as numerous, nor are they as reliable. And as great power competition ramps up, this presents a major challenge for China, says Grossman. Paying for losses from floods, fires, hurricanes, and other hazards has traditionally been a state and local function. But over time, this responsibility has shifted to the federal government. According to RAND experts, as the frequency and severity of disasters increase, along with the losses they cause, 
it may be time to reconsider how risk is shared. The researchers suggest approaches that could shift some responsibility back to state and local entities. These include raising state and local awareness of risks, requiring state and local governments to cover more losses than they're currently responsible for, and eliminating FEMA funding for some repairs, such as repairing or restoring buildings, vehicles, and equipment affected by disasters. It's important to note that there are limits on the amount of risk it makes sense to keep at the state and local level, because smaller governments can lack the capacity to address major disasters. However, transferring risk away from the federal government could give states and localities more of a stake in ensuring that they avoid or mitigate risk by engaging in more resilient planning and building practices. After all, it is local governments that decide where buildings are built and the resilience level to which they should be built, two factors that greatly influence how vulnerable a community is. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. We'll see you next week.